and yet you made it. I did. Am I? Are we? Cool. Hey, Cody. Thanks, Lawrence. <laughs> What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome into the CHGO Bulls Podcast. Presented to you by PointsBet. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. Look at my Peck, bet you can life. follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow Big Dave and his beautiful hair on hey. Twitter at BowBNWL Sports. Wow. Will the GOAT Gottlieb is at Won't Gottlieb on Twitter. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. We got uh, we got a tag team of producers Back helping again. us out today. We got Joey and we got Joey. Lawrence. Too big to Hanging fail. Out in the building. How was your lunch, Lawrence? Was it good? Ooh. Yeah, I had two tacos, uh, one carne asada, one El Pastor. Love that. And then I got some From French where? fries. This place, uh, Del Rey over here, they do really good double fried French fries. I highly recommend getting Wait, them with your tacos. You said double fried French fries? Yeah, they're definitely there's definitely more than one frying happening there they're, they're just or like <laughs> a little extra breading happen. on them okay did you eat yeah. uh, any of the cake and or cupcakes that oh no that's next okay that's dessert. yeah so i hope i don't actually have to just do any producing it. here because i want to eat cake what's the cake for anybody know uh yeah it was kevin's daughter's eighth birthday on monday night eight so i hope you got her more than the cake kevin she's she's doesn't even know <laughs> the amount here. of heartbreak ahead of that lies ahead of her as a Chicago sports oh fan. <laughs> Stay we're strong. Off, we're off on a dark note today. <laughs> Actually, Already no. Down the we're hole. officially starting off on a positive, very happy note. And we didn't get to this breaking news in pre or post game yesterday, okay. but there was breaking news in the world of Bulls and Bulls Twitter yesterday. <laughs> our our dear friend Stefano mm-hmm. made the official announcement that he is stepping down and retiring as the dancing cat video person that is sad. after Bulls victories. That is very sad. The breaking news subsequent to that mm-hmm. is that he officially passed the torch to our very own Goatly. Will. You are now in charge of the Dancing Cat Vibes video Huge after Bulls wins this season. Oh, How do you awesome. feel about being given this giant responsibility? I was, I was just excited to have a personal news tweet. I love having a personal <laughs> news tweet. <laughs> I mean, the, the Dancing Cat is for everyone. They play it at the United Center, but I appreciate the uh, the honor bestowed upon me mm-hmm. by, my, by my it's, good friend Steph. It's, it's a lot of pressure, man. It's it a is. lot of pressure, and I just have to watch all the Bulls games and then remember to do it. So. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see how that shakes out. We'll see how it shakes out. He sounds excited too. I mean, I love the cat. I'm very excited. I, I made a, an edit to one of the ones that Stefan uh, did together. You. So nice. let me own, guess. It had Jimmy Butler it. added to There's it. In no some Jimmy way. involved, but we'll we'll pull it out when the time is right. Okay, I because right. I was asking that were you allowed? Were you able to do that to make your own kind of cat video? I've can, I've creative control. Okay, he can make his own. I am now officially I will not, terrified. I will not uh, abuse the power that I, that I have been given. Oh, no. Abuse I respect it. the dancing cat. Okay. As long as the cat's in it. Respect the cat. As long as the cat's in it and my man's hitting the drums, anything Buddy, else pop, is fair. Oh, it's so catchy. It's, I think it's <laughs> it's so catchy. this past season, seeing Steph post that tweet after every Bulls victory, that, that song climbed into my top 10 favorite songs ever. <laughs> yeah. It's so damn catchy. <laughs> Climb the ladder. Of Matt Peck's top I, 40. And I am not someone with many musical talents, but what mm. I would love to do at some point in my life is learn that drum solo that mm. that guy does while he's singing along to it. There's a whole, no. like, no. two and a half minute video of it. Yeah. This is just a clip. It's yeah. phenomenal. And you made it spectacular, I'm sure. It so. is phenomenal. Are you going to play it for pre or saving this for regular season, the one you cut? 
when the Bulls win a game, I'll pl- I'll play it. So not no matter every win, no matter pre or regular, not summer league, but preseason, I'll allow. Okay, all right, all right, all right. I'm excited. Yeah, maybe summer league. Who knows? Yeah, maybe summer league. league. Get wild, man. Who Abuse knows? That power. We'll see how I'm feeling. Abuse <laughs> that power. Uh, later on today's show, we're gonna take our next deep dive on one of the people on this Bulls roster for this upcoming season. Looking at some film and giving our prove it goals to set. We're talking Caruso today. Oh, before we get to that beautiful bald-headed man, we're going to talk about a couple things, most notably Patrick Williams. We touched on P-Dub in our post-game show last night, mm-hmm. sort of an underwhelming showing from him last night. Okay. Um, there was some news this morning from our guy Keith Smith, shout out to him, who tweeted that the Chicago Bulls have picked up Patrick Williams' fourth-year rookie-scale team option, mm-hmm. sources tell spot track so nothing super surprising there thank you joey i don't know about you. i was stunned <laughs> really stunned that the bulls picked up the option on their number four overall pick um 9.8 million uh will be that salary for pat on his fourth year option for next season uh they were approaching the deadline to do this so timing wise this was expected mm-hmm. um so nothing earth shattering there but we wanted to sort of use that little bit of news as a jumping off point to further our talk about P-Dub from last night's postgame show. And, Will, you said you got some pretty fascinating stuff from Patrick and Billy after practice today. Yeah, I mean, super honest. It wasn't necessarily that different than some of the things that we've heard before in terms of Patrick's mindset and aggression and development. Um, Billy, again, just kind of like... Did a great job sort of explaining where he's at. I don't know if we were able to put together a quote for this, but um, yeah, I think one that stood out to me was, you know, Patrick can overthink sometimes. He can overanalyze. I think when he does that, he gets to a place sometimes where maybe he thinks too much or he is not being instinctive. And when he gets to that point, he looks passive. So, I mean, nothing groundbreaking, but just like coming from the coach, I think it's something that they're clearly working on. They're mm-hmm. clearly, I think, a little bit concerned about yeah. But um, yeah, a bunch of those kinds of quotes. I'm sure that there will be a couple of columns coming out from the beat writers about this. But yeah, just super interesting. And in that, mm-hmm. you know, he really is still working on this idea of like having short term memory. Right. In basketball where he needs to just like move on to the next play. Mm-hmm. Right. And the, those two words overthink and overanalyze that Billy used very much to me like are reflected in sometimes what you see from Patrick, including what we saw last night where mm-hmm. it's instead of just, okay, get the ball and go. Yeah. Uh, whether it's a catch and shoot or put the, putting the ball on the floor, he, it seems like he's always unsure mm-hmm. of himself, especially on the offensive end and what to do. And it can be really, really frustrating to watch. We know it frustrates our pal Marquet and it's a valid criticism of Patrick's game in the NBA level so far. Yeah. Uh, you, you didn't see him go all the way. And I think that's the main thing. Um, You saw him trying. Y'all saw him trying to create. You know, I saw him putting the ball on the floor. I saw him getting rebounds and starting to break. Those were the things I wanted to see. But he didn't go all the way. When he got to the rim, he never went up aggressive. He didn't go up strong. Uh, He forgets how huge he is when he gets to the rim. And, dude, how long he is. Like, you can just dunk that and it's over. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is that Zion Williamson block that they called a goaltend that he had. Mm -hmm. Uh, He made That was a block for sure. It was a block for sure. No, I agree. It was a block. But when he made the Euro step, it was smooth. It was great. It was an aggressive move going coast to coast. 
But it's like right when he made that move, and Matt, you said this, it's like he forgot he was that close to the rim and forgets how big he was. Where he could have dumped that ball down. That is what I said. He did not do that. He went in for a nice smooth layup, like, and it was a slow one too. And Zion said, "Oh yeah, I'm Zion. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna block this." And he threw that into eternity. And yeah, it it was something that was good to see, but then just the bad finish. I just need him to go all the way with it. Absolutely. I think that's that's like sort of the next mental hurdle with him. And I think I get why it's frustrating. But at the same time, for me, like this, I think maybe it's counterintuitive. It makes me feel a little bit more patient with him hmm. because like it's not just that he's young or that like his he missed a season, it's his third year, whatever. He missed his second year. It's like this kind of it takes a while to like strengthen it and give him confidence for a guy like this that clearly needs it. So mm-hmm. I think it's not necessarily about his age or how many games he's played or how many minutes he's been out there. It's more to me like at what point can he start to develop that confidence to where he is playing instinctively. He's playing within the flow of the game and mm-hmm. not just like living with the last possession yes. mm-hmm. hanging over his head. Yes. And so that makes me want to be more patient for him because obviously the tools are there. Mm-hmm. He's huge, he's athletic, he's got a nice touch like very nice. He touch. could be a really good player. I think it's not, and, and Billy even mentioned this, like you see a guy like Dalen Terry come out last night and it's like innate for him. Right. Dalen Terry like was not is. at all looking like someone worried about making yeah. a mistake. No. He was like, let's freaking play going. some basketball. Yeah. Yeah. And like, just because Patrick doesn't have that mindset doesn't mean that he's not going to be a good player necessarily. It could mean that. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, it's now just a matter of like, how can he start to put some of these pieces together and make progress with it because it's clearly not something that's going to flip the switch overnight. Right. And he's just going to come out there and look like Dalen. Yeah. This is not who he is. Right. And I think that's the thing. They got to find out who he really is and not, not who we kind of want him to be, mm-hmm. but more so who are you as yeah. a basketball player? What makes you that guy where you're comfortable enough to say to yourself, yeah, I'm great. Cause we've heard him say the, I heard him earlier. I was reading a Sam Smith article about Patrick Williams he was saying that like I feel like this is my year I feel good I feel like I'm ready to go in here and do these things that's nice to say right you know but when you go out there and you got that block you know I don't want it to become demoralizing for you like you said move on to the next play I don't want to be demoralizing where he just doesn't do those things anymore because he did some nice things I like I just need him to know it's okay to go all the way uh even the play with Herb Jones uh Will which was probably my favorite play for him because it showed like, yeah, I'm strong. I'm big, dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I am yeah, he like put that. a hurt on he put her, a yeah. hurt on him, dude. <laughs> my thing when I say go all the way is as soon as he went down, he should have went to the bucket. Mm-hmm. But he stepped back and shot a nice jump shot. No, nah, bro. Like, he on the ground. Like, that ain't the cool step back move right, right there. Go to the bucket. Step finish on the his head step on your way neck. to the bucket. But if that's not him and it's not who he is, I don't want to force that upon him. But it is going to be a hindrance if we're talking about him being that guy for the Chicago Bulls, if he can't develop that. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. There's also like this standard of, especially here in Chicago, you need to have like MJ Mamba mentality. Yeah. Yes, you need to time. be a killer. 24-7. Yeah. Exactly. And like <laughs> that, that's just not who Patrick is. So I think yeah. it's on him and the coaching staff to like put him in situations to play to his strengths. Correct. Because it's not just like give him the ball and go get a bucket. Like I asked Billy, a couple of days ago, if they were planning on like having him run any pick and roll this year, are they going to try to like manufacture some possessions for him to get any offense going? Because at times he's just 
invisible out there and he's like no i'm not gonna do that yeah you need to play him to his strengths in the flow of the offense because we need to do what's best for the team and you can't just say patrick you're 20 21 like go get a bucket for us when damar and zach are standing right there right exactly and that leads us to uh some people hanging out with us in the comments shout out to y'all out there in bulls nation uh first of all colin saying free your mind pat it's fully legal in illinois Whoa. If you're making a weed joke there, <laughs> I don't know that weed is what Pat That's Williams not, needs. It's not going to make the man already aggressive. has a resting heart rate yeah. of like four. <laughs> like we need to, we need to inject some caffeine in that boy's Seriously, veins. Man. He's, he's going to need that. Um, but Demond here in the comments kind of touched on what you were just talking about, Will, saying it's going to be hard for Pat to grow as an offensive player with three dominant scorers on this team. P. Will coming out of college was extremely raw as a scorer. Defense was more his calling card. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that also goes into this uh, other quote from Billy after practice today, Will, that you got saying, I don't think that for Pat, he's ever really been thrust into this kind of situation where he has to have that kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. And how do you have that kind of mentality when you know that as far as in the starting lineup, you're fourth yeah. on that totem pole of who, who needs touches and who's getting shots up? Mm-hmm. That's that's the part that has always been difficult for me to understand about expectations for Pat that are realistic while also wanting to see him show some of that give me the ball, damn it, kind of mentality. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of saw where I would like him to be yesterday, where I think he would be comfortable. Uh, if he's not going to be the one, he's not going to be the two, he's not going to be the three, because uh, that's Vooch, who was awesome yesterday. Ha, ha, ha. Um, I liked him more when he was that spot-up guy. I liked him more when he was shooting those threes because if it's anything the Bulls need, it's three-point shooting. And for me, he looked comfortable when he shot those three, those high-arcing three-point shots. We know he's got a solid percentage. He just didn't have the volume, you know what I'm saying, when he was taking those threes over these first two years. But his percentages were nice, but it just was a very, very low volume. I think that's where I can see him getting those points and getting those numbers up is behind the three-point arc in a position where the Bulls have a true need. Because like you said, like you said, the need isn't uh, to be DeMar. The need isn't to be Zach. We have that. That's already taken care of. But three-point shooting is a need for the Chicago Bulls. And he he has shown he can do that. Now, we need to find out, can he do it in high volume? And I think this is the season we find that out. But I think that's where I like him at. That's where I feel like he's more comfortable to be that scorer. There are things that he needs to do as a basketball player. Shoot threes and spot up defend, get out in transition, attack the basket. Like, yes, these are all things that he needs to do. But I think, and this is like a larger philosophical thing about like the Bulls, you know, identity and who they want to be this year. But I think it's also like they need to put him in situations where he can try to do a little bit more than just stand on the perimeter because that I just, I think he needs to be a shooter. He needs to be a floor spacer and he'll be in plenty of situations to do that. Yeah, totally. The idea of the Bulls offense this year is to try to get a little bit more movement side to side to get the defense shifting so that now Patrick is attacking a closeout or mm-hmm. Ayo or Zach or whoever it is. It's mm-hmm. not just like I'm trying to break you down one-on-one right. or Damar is trying to break you down one-on-one right. and then everybody just like sinks into him mm-hmm. and now Patrick's got to stand and shoot, catch and shoot threes. Yeah. So I, I, I have some hope if it works out mm-hmm. that this more movement-heavy offense that the Bulls are trying to employ here will benefit Patrick if he's willing to take advantage of those opportunities. Now, that remains to be seen. I asked him if he felt like he did a good job of that. And he said, like, yes and no, basically. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a work in progress. But I think it's now at least, you know, he's not going to get those pick and rolls we talked about. 
necessarily, but he is going to have more opportunities. And I think that's been the difficulty for him is like knowing when to attack those opportunities, when to be aggressive, when to capitalize and when he can, because he is trying to fit around right. Zach and Damar. It's a, it's a difficult thing to, to manage. How did you like uh, seeing him at the five? Um, I mean, I love it in theory. The Bulls have such a funky roster that like in order to play small ball, you need to have good wings up and down the roster. Sure. The Bulls just have a bunch of guards and a Don't bunch of centers. That. So it's difficult to play. I, I really like it in theory, but to make it work, you kind of need that power forward that's also going to be able to slide up and defend up. True. And so Patrick is that guy where he can defend fours and some threes, but he can also slide up and guard the five. Right. Now, who's that three that's going to slide up to guard fours? Maybe it's Caruso. I, like, I would love to see Caruso, Io, Zach, Damar, and Patrick lineups. I think that's going to mm, be a okay. thing. But just without Lonzo there, it's it's a little difficult to, to think about how it could actually look. I think that's probably the one... That makes sense. Maybe Javante, maybe Derek Jones, but mm -hmm. we'll, we'll kind of have to see with that. Um, In theory, love it, though. Right. You know. uh, and, and speaking of Javante, wanted to shout out our pal Mark K. Uh, I saw him post a video either la late last night or this morning of a couple of times when Javante made himself useful offensively playing off the ball and saying, look, if Pat had the motor that Javante has, he doesn't need plays run for him. He doesn't necessarily need to be in any kind of pick and roll action or facilitating or only being a catch and shoot threat. Just be active. Yeah. And it was just a couple of clips of Javante getting buckets at the rim because yeah. what, what was he doing? Moving active. without yes. the damn ball. Yeah, it was. And noticed. that is a fair criticism yeah. of like, that was the striking difference you saw between Pat and a guy like Dalen Terry last night or a guy like Javante is like, high motor guys and a guy like pat who looks like he it's like no motor the motor's been torn out of a burnt out chevy in a lawn that hasn't been mowed in 10 years it's like dude where is your motor yeah that and you're the when javante came in it was, it was just really glaring you know and it was strictly because of the motor uh not because of the score or anything like that but it was strictly because i was like oh i see you're on the floor oh my god you're engaged oh my god you're putting energy into this is this what it's supposed to look like? Yeah, it's kind of what it's supposed to look like. And you saw it, of course, with Dalen Terry when he came in, you know, injecting his energy. So you're asking that from Pat. But again, as we said, we don't know if that's the guy Pat is. I don't know if he's that energy dude like that. I, I just want him to find where he is comfortable at within himself to be like, okay, it's okay for me to be great. Because right. it, it seems like he needs the permission, but the permission has to come from him. He has to tell himself that it's okay for me to be great, man. Like saying it is doing. That's I'll tell you all the time. Saying they like doing, man. He's got to go out there. And he's got to do that. So I'm just waiting. There has to be that moment. Like Demar can beat into his head from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. You know, with all these drills and trainings and all that stuff. He could drill that to death in his head. But when he gets on the floor, it's on him. He's got to believe it, man. So I'm looking for him to get himself to that point mentally where he can say it's okay for me to be this great basketball player. And I, I totally agree. But I also think like it's on everybody to have mm. more of those back cuts to create offense however they can. That's like another big part of the Bulls this year is like we need to find a way to score without DeMar just like having to operate yeah. on his own at the free throw line. True. So that's on – but that's like – that's um like him not being sure of himself, mm -hmm. of taking – an extra moment to over read or over analyze the situation mm -hmm. or hold on to something from a previous play to where that cutting lane is gone. Yeah. Right. So it's not just like he won't do it. I think it's just like the way that he reads the game is still a little too slow. Because, yes. Yes. Because yes. he's, 
too hard on himself. Yes. Yeah. And he yeah. know he knows he needs to be the aggressive player that everybody is telling him he needs to be. Yeah. He's the first to tell you that. Yeah. But he's got saying it. saying he's not like doing. Saying and he needs like to doing, he needs to build up some confidence slowly and like get to the point where he's making those plays mm -hmm. that will give him more confidence. Yes. To now, okay, I can cut and get a basket. Maybe now I can attack a closeout and get a basket mm -hmm. or get into space and make the right read uh to a weak side corner shooter or something mm -hmm. like that so he mm -hmm. just needs to like stack up a bunch of these plays where he's doing it well i think that will help him play a little bit more fluidly mm. um and not so much in his head mm. uh all right uh, before we move on to our deep dive on caruso i wanted to at least quickly touch on this okay something that maybe hoops fans were more excited about than preseason basketball last night What's was this, this exhibition game mm -hmm. between the G League Ignite mm -hmm. and the French pro team Metropolitans 92, oh, whose Ignite. star player is that young 18-year-old French prospect, Vic Victor Wembanyama. Very nice, Matt. Seven foot four, mm -hmm. eight foot wingspan. That's him. This man is, he's not just a unicorn. He's like, I don't know. What's, what's bigger and crazier and rarer than a unicorn? Uh, a double unicorn. Hmm. Yeah, is that like a double rainbow? Yeah, it's like a double rainbow. It's I mean, rainbow. this is crazy. Now he's not necessarily oh. as prolific a three-point shooter as his seven of eleven from downtown last <laughs> night. He can shoot though, man. At you know, at, at the various levels of his oh. you know pro quote unquote uh, teenage career, it's he's about a thirty-one percent three-point shooter. Yeah, but I mean, a take like that—the yeah. one where he just puts the ball on the floor and gets the rack like that—and yeah. then oh, just a one drib dribble pull up. Knocking down threes. It's unguardable stuff, man. And I heard a lot of people saying, you know, they were concerned about his frame because they felt he was a little too skinny. Uh, Similar kind of like kinda talk about Chet Holmgren yeah, last but, year. But all I saw was Kevin Durant, <laughs> to be honest with you. I, I didn't have any. If someone took Kevin Durant five and just inches taller. stretch yeah. Armstrong's Kevin Durant. Exactly. But that's what I saw. Like a dude with ridiculous height, with this ridiculous you jump said. shot and handles. Like I didn't see a dude who was frail in doing that i'm like no dude he's seven four doing this stuff right here I, I of course he can put on some weight and you know but if he just gets lean is what i'm saying i don't think he needs to bulk up yeah you get lean and be all that you can't body that too much because he's seven four so you can back him down all day but you got to put the shot up and when you shot try to go up oh yeah i'm seven foot four Bloop. Yeah, yeah, there I mean, it goes. you said unguardable i think that's a term that gets like thrown around a little bit yeah this is not no, that's that. unguardable. Yeah, <laughs> this, because nobody is able to both defend the perimeter at the level that would be required to stop him from beating you off the dribble, right? right. Like his right. angles, to your point. But then, okay, so you play small on him. He's just gonna stand up and shoot over you, and you're not gonna even like get to his eye level, right? Because he's seven five, seven four. Right. Uh, Woj just tweeted this. Uh, this quote: One GM tells ESPN. It feels like last night we'll start a race to the bottom like we've never seen. <laughs> right. And Agreed. I just I just think that's so true. This it's guy so true, is like the unicorn of unicorns. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Sabrina in the comments called him a Pegasus. So, like, Pegasus, that, I mean, that's, cool. a, that's a unicorn nice. that can fly. The comments? Hey, Lawrence, can I see the comments, man? Um, so, <laughs> the, I mean, uh, Damon in the comments similarly saying, uh, I want the Bulls to tank at this moment for a talent like that. Yeah. And so as we were watching these highlight reels last night uh, at the office while we were doing Bulls and Pelicans, mm -hmm. I'm, I don't want I don't want to call anybody out and I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. I'll just say this. Somebody on our CSGO staff here okay. asked the question in our Bulls Slack thread last night. Okay. Should the Bulls be tanking 
for this guy. Okay. And somebody else on our staff replied immediately, yes, they okay. should be. Okay. I don't know if I necessarily see it that way right now, but it is undeniable. And also shout out to our pal Ricky O'Donnell, uh, who wrote a column today for SB Nation that I was just reading earlier. Mm-hmm. He called Wembenyama the best, highest potential ceiling prospect to come into any pro sport in America, not just basketball, any pro sport in America in the last 100 years. Mm. And you know who's like pre-draft and draft scouting takes I respect more than almost anyone? Ricky freaking O'Donnell. I do too. Uh, I'm think thinking Will Chamberlain. And I'm, and I'm, yeah, I'm thinking LeBron. He compared him to, like, to he paired he compared him to Lou Alcindor in the '60s. Yeah, and Lou Alcindor. Oh my God, yes, him too. I completely forgot about Lou. Here's yeah. the the hard truth though that I want to lay on Bulls fans who want Wemby. <laughs> Bulls don't have their pick this year. Here's they the can't. Hard truth. Uh, somebody in the comments it's, did point out it's, it's top four it's protected. Top four protected, but the way that uh, the the lottery odds work now, it would just be such an insane risk for the Bulls to have to take to not only be a bottom four team, but then also luck into getting a bottom four pick and then also getting the first one. I mean, Scoot, we haven't even mentioned. He was awesome, too. Scoot yeah, Henderson is going to be yeah, he a played phenomenal very, second very well. pick. Yeah. Yeah. He, had, he poured in 28 and 9, right, and right. people were like, ugh. Yeah, but nah, whatever. This guy's a freak of nature, though. You you gravitate towards the attraction. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's the attraction, man. Like, Scoot is nice, and he and I, I would definitely take him, man. But 7-4 and doing that, that's the attraction. That's what putting we, the buttons. What we really seat. need is the NBA to rig the lottery. Give uh, give the Bulls the ice-cold envelope. Yeah, and, uh, the ice-cold. And get them into that. We just need a 0.8% chance. That's it. We just need a 0.8% chance. It's happened before, baby. Happened also, shout-out to whoever was like, okay, these are the projected top two picks in the 23 NBA draft. Mm. And one of them plays in France and the other one plays in the G League. We're not going to get to see any matchups between these projected top two lottery picks as we might were they, you know, playing the NCAA. Yeah. So let's just or- organize this random exhibition game. And it's actually a two set. <laughs> just out of nowhere. There is just, let's yeah. put these guys on the same court right. and watch them play. And let's it did see. not disappoint. It did not. They did a wonderful job of that. And also what I like about it, it was a toughness to him, too at that size of seven, four, you know, that always comes up, uh, you know, the softness of those guys coming from overseas. Right. It's always been a, a thing that's talked about, which is crazy, but he has a toughness to him though. Like he had a, ugh, like, yup, I'm that dude. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm that guy about himself. And I really like that, uh, about him, man, but he's at the right time too, because right now the NBA is dominated by guys from, you know, uh, in the Euro are coming back and, and the bigs. Right. Excellent. Bigs are back. The bigs coming from overseas are dominating the NBA right now. So he's in the right place at the right time to come along. He needs a couple more burgers before he's a big in the way that Nikola Jokic is a big. Here you go, man. Yo, he's had to get rid of some of them burgers so he could be that guy. You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah. So fascinating. It's like now I'm just impatient and I want the 23 (laughs) NBA draft to happen so we can see who he ends up going to. But. Wow! First, can you, couple can you just of, imagine if the Thunder get the first pick and they get oh to play man. Chet and Wemby together next year? That oh my be, gosh! With all these draft picks that they have, there's no way they will hold on. And Josh Giddy right? just get, tossing lobs. Get, oh everywhere. my gosh! Yeah. That would just be Giddy's going to have a quadruple double every freaking night. <laughs> um, all right, so that's all that. We're going to move on and talk about Alex Caruso coming up next. But first, today's episode brought to you guys by that's right Points Bet, Points Bet. which is bringing you a better way to bet live on games. You can place a live same-game parlay while you're watching Thursday Night Football tomorrow night. 
bet on the next drive to be a touchdown and cash out on your live second half over bet. With points bet, you've got access to more live football markets than ever before. Build the perfect live same game parlay by combining your favorite bets anytime during the game, anytime. including spreads, totals, player props, and more. Mm-hmm. Also, one of my favorite things to do is What's choose that? the outcome of the very next drive, the current drive, you like doing that? and the next point scored with those points bet lightning bets. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. So, whether you're on the move or on the couch, do it live with points bet. Download that points bet app today and sign up with promo code CHGO to get those two risk free bets up to two thousand dollars if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services what, what do we got i think we got colts broncos thursday night football tonight Ooh. or tomorrow night i don't know what i don't want to do what i'm doing with my live same game parlay yet uh-huh. but i know i'm doing something doing something mm-hmm. sadly okay. won't involve jonathan taylor the colts running back yeah. who uh was yeah. ruled out earlier today i saw do you know that the practice he just missed was the first time he has missed a practice like since high school, high school. right <laughs> high man school. High school Ironman running backs are fewer and far between in the NFL bro, these days. That's unreal. Like, yeah. congratulations. That's, that's unreal, wild. man. That's amazing. Hey, Lawrence, I got a question. What you got? What time is it? Game time. Huh. Oh, that's why we yeah. love him. Yes. It was it was still seven out of ten because the hub, you know what I mean? The, uh, you know, I try. You don't worry, I'm gonna more. come to me <laughs> later. There you go. I, I like right it. there. I thought it was great. <laughs> oh, thanks. He I don't believe that. He's just trying to be different. Don't believe this, man. Hey, shout <laughs> out to old Buckness who said <laughs> give Wembanyama uh some meat sticks. That's that's good stuff. This though. is true. Get him some meat sticks. And also you, you can go watch him if you get some tickets on game time. There it is. And Ooh, use that game time app. There it is. You can go check him out. Yes, Lawrence, it was a setup. That's what I was doing, man. That's how I roll. Because Game Time has the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Ever dreamed of sitting in that seat you not, thought you never could? That 50-yard line? That courtside sitting right next to Will to go Gottlieb? Huh? Mm-hmm. Or yes, behind the plate, floor seats at the concert? It's all possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found. On the seats you thought you could never buy because you will not find better deals, y'all, this season for Chicago Bulls tickets. You just won't. Look at those deals on your screen as Dude, they go by, Bulls man. Bulls bucks, $33? $33, And that's man. still days away. Come on, That dog. might go down to like $13 yes, by man. game day. Game time app. You're going to want to use this, y'all. And just like CHGO, it's created by the fans for the fans, and they guarantee the lowest price. So if you love what we do here at CHGO, then you'll love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join the 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Because Matthew Peck, what time is it? Good time. Mm. Shout out to uh, Unknown Slays in the comments who said using game time for the Maiden show at the UC tonight. Very nice. Very, very um, nice. Very nice. Iron Maiden, deep, baby. Deep. Oh, Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. I love it. I thought that was some young people new hip trendy band that I did not know. <laughs> I was like, who's Maiden? I got Iron you Maiden. I got you back. They are real. Yes, they are. They are very real and they're rocking. Um, who's Maiden? Shout out to everybody hanging out with us in the comments. Hey, by the way, hit that thumbs up button. That means uh, like. Yeah. Underneath that 17 come on, camera guys. thing. It's like that, that awesome thing that Will puts Helps up every lot. time. It's exactly. Like this. Thumbs like up. That. See, he doesn't We got better. 84 watching and 17 likes. That ratio is not good enough for me, people. That's right. Give me some thumbs. Thank you all for doing that. Uh, appreciate it. All right, guys. Alex 
Caruso. 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 Primitive as can be. The White Mamba. That's Gilligan's Island for y'all. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you watched a little Gilligan's Island earlier today? No, man. That song, how can that song not be in your head, man? Just literally back in your head. Right there, right there, ne- never been in project. my head once. What? What's wrong with you, man? Gilligan's Island should always be in your head. That's okay. just a thing like that. Uh, all right, guys. You ready to look at some Alex Caruso plays? Let's yes. do it, Skipper. Let's do it. That's also Gilligan's so, Island. So uh, mostly what we're going to see here is Alex Caruso being effective off the ball and in transition. Okay. Uh, and this is coming on the heels of Billy Donovan in one of his many comments being asked about point guards and who's going to start at that spot, saying he actually really prefers Alex Caruso operating off the ball. Yes, yes. Which I think I agree with. I agree with part. that, actually, yeah. He said he feels comfortable with him handling the ball, same as Kobe, Goran, or Io, but also likes what he's able to do. I don't right. want to make it seem like he doesn't want him handling the ball because like he, he, he did a lot. It, right. No, he doesn't, but he's better at it off the ball. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Uh, all right, Joey, can we pull up these uh, Caruso game clips? The ghost of Joey. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Pulling up the clips. Joey! Pulling up the clips. Oh, Joey. wait. Pulling Joey might up. be dealing with the uh, sex bots that attack the comments <laughs> section first. Wait one second here. Oh, man, he ain't in live, man. Is he on his bed? Is that what he's doing? I, I don't know. That's what it looked I, like, man. I'm I'm not I'm, here to judge. I'm the yeah, neither am I. Yeah, that's look. He just looked comfortable. <laughs> he looked happy and he looked cool. Well, and he well just to just to set the stage for the Caruso stuff. Please do. Please do. So, a couple of things that Billy has mentioned of being important with regards to the offense in general, but I think it's an area where Caruso can really excel mm-hmm. is moving off the ball to try to create more motion, chaos, havoc in the half court offense, and then getting out in transition and just creating easier points there. So, um. If we're ready to run these plays. Roll this, Joey. Roll that, Joey. Roll it. Shaking. Shaking. I see it. I know you can do it. Just click it. Press play so we can see these things. How was that being at the game, actually, for you, your first time? Hold on. I'm struggling here. Hold on. Your first time, though, Will. How was that? Game was great. Game was great. Great energy. Uh, It wasn't a full house by any means, but, like, you see – loud was it weird yeah. like were you at some point just like dude it's a preseason game chill out <laughs> like did that cross your mind a little bit no okay I, I just i get up for all the bulls games okay all right fair enough as much fair as enough. i don't love to admit it fair enough uh preseason matters to me it, okay it does it matter. matters to me. yes he's trying um, to get this lawrence he's, he's struggling uh, getting this up for it right but I, it's also like mm-hmm. when you look at last preseason this team just came out and was like awesome right yeah. away mm-hmm. lonzo was going nuts Caruso was going nuts. True. They were getting out in transition. Everybody yeah. knew where their spots were. And for some reason this year, it's sort of the opposite situation of like now they're trying to like feel each other out. And I think it's because a lot of the a lot of what worked was built on what Lonzo is good at. Correct. And now they have to find other ways to be good. And I think what we saw from Caruso last night was not like a major storyline by any means, mm-hmm. but I think he did really replicate a lot of the things that Lonzo was good at. So yeah. I was very excited uh, about this. It would go um, moving slowly, but we got it. So here's just okay. like a easy transition play. Crusoe brings it up and hits that go-ahead pass to Io in the corner. Mm-hmm. Io attacks decisive and then kicks it out to Vooch for three. Just like a really I like the the grab the rebound and go from Caruso, yeah, yeah. you know. And then even in this next one you're about to see, it's a quick inbounds off of a made bucket. Exactly. It's always mm-hmm. doing I'm something with purpose. Nice. So that was one where he's just coming off a screen, um, getting a little pinned down. Mm-hmm. And he had the option there to 
to pass the ball to Patrick, who had his man sealed, but um, like he can just get to that elbow spot. Again, coming off a screen and now playing on the side with Vooch, a little dribble handoff, and then great oh. pocket pass. Like That's oh, the kind of movement nice. that becomes really difficult to defend. We saw the Pelicans put mm-hmm. Zion in all these dribble handoff situations, and it right. was like impossible to defend. So mm-hmm. the Bulls are trying to rep- replicate some of that and just get some more quick-hitting actions going to yeah. try to create some easier offense. He's not that kind of point guard where you put the ball in his hands and he sets it up at the top of the key, and then we run the play like that. No, like you showed, he's constantly moving. He like As soon as the ball's inbound, it's it's going. It has to be going for him to provide what he does best uh, for the team on the floor. I think this next one here, which starts with Vooch, is one of my favorites that I saw. Okay. You roll that, Joey. Look at this. Great pass from Vooch. Caruso tries to go baseline, and then mm. look at that pass Very back nice. out to Vooch, who he sees is open. Vooch mm. doesn't make the shot, but that, I think that was a great read from Alex. Yeah, and quick decision-making. Like, right. They're not, they're not like record-scratching on these – threes where they just get the ball in the corner and they like mm-hmm. take a second to decide what to do and that's that's another big thing of just like the point five rule where within half a second you got to dribble pass or shoot mm-hmm. and you you cannot let the ball stick with you so that's another one where he just goes and sets uh you know a, a pin down a double stagger screen there in the corner floats now to, th- to the corner himself and just makes a quick read yeah. and that's the kind of stuff that can really help the offense just like keep going and take some pressure off of Demar. Yeah. Uh, all right. So these next few we're going to look at are mostly Caruso operating in transition. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about filling in some of the gaps of what Lonzo has done for this team, um, Caruso maybe behind Lonzo is the second best guy as far as what he can do. Uh, just getting the ball up the floor quickly in transition, not letting your opponent's defense get set. Uh, all right, here, you know, you got a miss, and then Caruso, boom, off and running, looking oh. down court. Who's there? Young Io, kick it back. Io goes baseline, finds a, 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 a trailing Vooch who's open at the top of the key. And it's it's creating the next advantage play, mm-hmm. right? Like, you get the fast break, you get it out ahead, boom, you hit Io in the corner, and then he's got an advantage. He draws the help over, and then he creates the advantage that leads to the the three so it wasn't like caruso necessarily getting the assist on the play right but he was the one that created that offense and then Same here you see here again miss like, quick rebound and go from caruso and this was the spin move yes that got the uc about as loud as it was at any point last night got me and matt out of our seats i mean look yeah. at this and he, he look he sees he's got three defenders in front of him but it mm. looked i think you know caruso's reading that none of them are going to step to ball and commit yeah to slowing him down and he just splits the defense one little simple spin move gets to the rack, you know, the hoop and the harm. Yeah. His court vision mm-hmm. after getting a, uh, a defensive rebound or even a quick outlet uh, from, you know, inbounding the ball after a bucket is like, again, I think it's something that he has and Lonzo has and no no offense to other guys like, Lon- uh, uh, I mean, uh, Zach or DeMar who are bringing the ball up. Mm-hmm. They don't have that same level of immediacy. Right. That that it sound that it looks like Caruso has of yeah. how can we get a quick easy two here before the defense gets set? Yeah. And a quote from Zach uh, over the weekend was like, "We want to get in these transition plays. We want to play fast but not in a hurry." And if you watch all three of those plays from Caruso, it's moving quickly, making quick decisions, but they're not turning the ball over. Mm-hmm. We know how small the Bulls' margin for error is. One of the things that they were really good at last year was not turning the ball over. Right even though they're trying to add more movement to their offense and potentially create some more chaos by just 
moving the ball side to side, mm -hmm. I think that could lead to some more turnovers. We might see that turnover number increase a little bit. And so making sure that you take advantage of these opportunities where you do have an advantage, you do have that fast break where you can create a little bit of an easier offensive play, you cannot squander those. Like you yeah. have to be really careful with the ball. And Caruso just was awesome in all three of those clips. I love when the point guard is running a two-man game with your center. I, I just mm -hmm. always love that. And the fact that we show plays of him hitting Vooch inside and outside just lets you know how much of a priority, you know, he can make them. Another thing I like about Alex Caruso, which is so weird, is how much better of a dribbler he is in transition than he is of somebody just bringing the ball up the floor and setting yeah. the play up. When he's in transition, you just saw it on that spin play. The cross, the spin, the lay. That's beautiful stuff. Like, there's so many plays he did like that last year. But when he's just bringing it up and being methodical and being slow, right. you know, having to do it like that, it's not the same for him, man. Like, it's it's real rare. We saw it in that instance where he had to be slow and had to create a shot for himself and put up a just threw up a brick right. when he just had to do yeah. it for himself because there was it wasn't fluid. He just had to make something out of nothing. But then when he's getting it and he's in constant movement and he can cross you over and hit, hit you with a step back like that, it's it's an interesting skill that he has, but I like it because he knows himself, as we were talking about with Patrick Williams. He knows himself. He knows that's what he's good at. Yeah, and the Bulls, I mean, they have this problem with not having, aside from Zach and DeMar, like advantage creators, mm. right? They don't have guys that can nice get a step on you, break down the defense, draw help. And so they need to now find a way to put the rest of the guys into positions where they can do that. The, the hit ahead pass on on transition to Aya, where he then attacked from the baseline. Right. Great example of that, where Caruso, who normally in the half court wouldn't necessarily be somebody that's breaking down a defense, is now creating an advantage for Io, who then kicks it out to Vooch. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of thing that Billy wants to see a lot more of this year. And it's something that will make them look a lot more like they did in the first half of last year rather than the second half. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Colin, in the comments, uh, kind of along the lines of what you were talking about, Dave, his favorite quote, one of his favorite quotes from Billy this year so far is talking about those two-man game opportunities mm -hmm. and Colin asking who uh, who are or who should be the best two-man game options, Vooch, Pat, Kobe. I think you can also see Caruso fitting into those opportunities yeah. offensively as well because yeah. yeah. he's smart and he can even just see an opportunity for a quick little give-and-go on the baseline with Vooch on that one play that we saw. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, if you, if you can simplify offense while also keeping it random the way that you know billy wants it to be mm. take take the easy offense if it's presented to you yeah no yeah if it's there you take it you know what i mean and you grab it and you hold on to it for dear life <laughs> that's what you do with that but yeah alice caruso i i just liked it because i thought i saw um both reasons of, of him being the starting point guard and why he shouldn't be uh the starting point guard in that game uh yesterday all the things you said and, and discussed are absolutely true but as to why he should be. Uh, one of the two hindrances I, I saw, well, one of them was, like I talked about, uh, creating uh, for himself. Because uh, sometimes you're going to have to do that. You know, everything's going to break down and you're going to have to do that. He's not great at that. You know what I'm saying? It's not the greatest thing. He's, at. he's not terrible at it, but he's not great at it. I think uh, Io's a little bit better, uh, actually, at that. But the other thing was foul trouble. Mm -hmm. He's going to get in foul trouble because yeah. of the defense that he plays. So if he's, he's a your, menace, if he's your, yes. And if he's your starting point guard, he's going to get two fouls early. You know what I mean? Like, that's just how he is. Just guy. So he immediately removes himself 
from the game. Will he get ejected for bench decorum technicals, though? <laughs> Vince decorum. That's the question. What the hell, man? Vince decorum. Shout out Andre Drummond. Uh, ejected like, in preseason game one. I like Zach saying, yeah, we gave him a lot of shit about that. <laughs> like we gave As Billy, well they should yeah. have. <laughs> Billy actually took responsibility for that. Really? I like still don't really understand what he was trying to say, but he was like, yeah, that, that was on me. Oh. Like I didn't explain some rule to Andre that he ended up doing that, and so it's it's on me. That's a play. Well, and right there, you man. saw That's last season that it was sort of getting a little bit out of hand as far as the amount of players who are not currently in the game standing on the court in the corners where their benches were. And I guess that's something that the NBA officials are trying to put an emphasis on this like, season. He's so huge. Because they always like, have to try to put an emphasis on enforcing something new. Yeah. Not that it's a new rule, but a rule that has existed that they've just start, like, started ignoring recently. Like he's big, Well, it's man. like when there's a shooter in the corner and you're on the uh, the uh, opposing side's bench. Right. And they all just stand up and try to like scare the shit right. out of you when you're trying to take There's not a, a lot right. of space between there's that no three-point line the sideline and where all those guys are huddled around their bench. So, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So Dave's comment about the way that Caruso plays, maybe being a foul trouble thing leads us into what we're going to talk about next, which is what we are setting as our goals for Alex Caruso this mm -hmm. season. Mm -hmm. It's prove it. Alex Caruso coming up in just a second, but first big Dave, you're you Foco for show. Show. Because Chicago, you already got the best coverage of your favorite teams because you're looking at it right here. So get fitted for the best sports gear around, y'all. Hit up FOCO because they got you covered from Soldier Field to the United Center, from the north to the south side. They got you with those hoodies, the slippers, the signs, the bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get you decked out like DeMar and get that apparel from the leader in sports merchant collectibles. Who that is? It's FOCO. I told you. It's FOCO. Looking for the perfect gift for the football fan in your life? And you know you got one because it's everybody who is in this office right now. They're all football fans. Why don't you go ahead and get them that hoodie so they can fight that Lake Michigan hawk? Because mm. it's on the way, y'all. The cold air is coming. You're going to have to stay warm, man. FOCO's got plenty of things to help you out with that. So check out FOCO.com and click the link in the description below. For all non-pre-sale items, for all non-sale pre-sale items, y'all, use the promo code CHGO. Get yourself 10% off of that thing. Mm. Foco. Foco. show. Foco. show. <laughs> boom. Boom, boom, boom. In your face. Cold weather didn't come today, though. No, it didn't. Gorgeous out there. Wonderful out there, man. Shorts. Shorts on. Opportunities are running out, guys. Mm -hmm. Will. Pants and sweatshirt, baby. Oh. I thought it was going to be cold. It's a shorts and t-shirt day like here in the beautiful <laughs> city of Chicago. Uh, all right, guys. It's that time. It's prove it mm. for Alex Caruso. What do we want to see Alex accomplish this season? Could it be a certain stat? Could it be an element to his game? We need to see what mm. from Mr. Caruso. Uh, Big Dave, what mm. do you got? I'd like to see Alex Caruso become a more consistent threat at the three-point line okay um i think that will go a long way for the chicago bulls as we keep saying they need three-point shooting and they need it bad and caruso is going to be a guy who's going to play 29 32 minutes like it's just what he's going to be he's going to do that on the floor we know what he's going to bring as far as the energy is concerned you know on the defensive end he's going to do that we know what he's going to do in transition what we're going to need is him to knock down those threes and they're going to be open 
He's going to get those open looks. Did have a couple open looks last night. Yes. I need him to knock those down on a consistent level. Now, I'm not asking for him to, to be that 39% shooter or anything like that. He gives me something like a 35 or a 36. I would be completely happy with Dallas Caruso. So I would like that to be his prove it for this season is get that more consistent three-point shooting. Okay, so what do you want to call it? If, you, if you're going to set a 36. number. You're going to call it okay. 36. So 36%. 36% three-point shooter for Alex Caruso. Um, shout out to Adam in the comments. who said, hit the like button so Peck can get some new foot prisons for this winter. <laughs> so I have them. They're sitting in my closet right now. I just don't want to wear them. <laughs> me just a catalyst. I figured it was warm because Peck's feet are distracting me. I'm sorry. Peck's feet are distracting. By no. that, I mean I'm not sorry at all. It's not sorry at all. It's not sorry at all. But I, in case you missed it, I can't remember if it was during pregame or postgame last night. I did tell the people mm -hmm. that I made a word or I, I made a promise, rather. Okay. October 19th, okay. regular season starts. Uh -huh. I'll put the Burks away. <laughs> you know oh, you man. love them. You know you love them, Lawrence. Well, y'all really bothered by the Burks? Y'all couldn't be that bothered by the Burks, man. Uh, okay, so Colin in the comments said, all I need from AC is 65-plus regular season games and 28-plus minutes in every playoff game. Okay. Uh, Colin... Have you hacked me? Do you have my notes for these episodes? Because Big Dave, what does it say there under Pex Prove It for Alex Caruso? Oh, let's go right here for Alex Caruso. Pex says play 65 plus games at 28 plus minutes per game. Yeah. What? That's didn't this That's happen to you creepy. before? Didn't this happen to you before? Yeah. That, yeah. I can't remember what about, can't but what about? Yeah. Dude, Colin. You're, you're freaking me out, man. Freaking me out, um, man. Mine was not about necessarily the the, the specificity he put on playoff right. games, right. playing 28 plus of playoff games. Right. And look, I think it's perfectly reasonable to expect if Alex played 28 minutes per game last season, which was mm -hmm. a big jump yeah. from any season prior to arriving in Chicago, he can and should do that again this season. Yes. The Bulls need his defense. They need his vocal leadership. Very much so. Um, and, and as we just described uh, and laid out to you in that film sesh, he also offers them certain things on offense that they desperately need. Yeah. So it's durability for me. That's what it comes down to with Alex. You talk about the foul trouble being an issue. Yeah. Some of the things that we heard Alex talk about and Billy talk about in the offseason is as far as, you know, what's on people's to-do list, how can people get better? Caruso made a point to talk about his own durability, saying, I got to – the way that I play defense and the way that I play my level of physicality, he was working on strengthening his body this offseason – so that he can be out there for his team more. Hmm. 65 is asking kind of a lot, but in an 82-game season, that still gives you 17 games to miss for this, you know, a scratch here, a nick there. Mm -hmm. Basically, what you're asking for is, like, no major no injuries. No major injuries. Yeah. And because that's, you that's might key. say, well, it's not his fault that Grayson Allen is a piece of shit <laughs> that broke his wrist and caused him to miss a lot of games last year. Fact. But that wasn't the only injury that caused Caruso. Like, he had the back problems toward yeah. the end of the season. Yeah. I think he missed a handful of games before the wrist for a different nagging injury he had. He's got to stay healthy because this Bulls team needs him. Yeah, and I believe the most games he's ever played is 64. Right. So just wanting him to get 65-plus, like, yeah, that's that's right. Because you're definitely going to need him, especially with Lonzo not being there. That's going to be very, very key, man. So, yeah, we just need him to stay healthy and be consistent. That's it. It's great. He can do it. You can do it, Alex. We believe in you, man.
We believe. And and it is no he worth noting too. that mo- the most minutes per game he averaged in any of his seasons with the Lakers pr- prior to coming to the Bulls was 21. Mm, so he had a seven minutes per game jump to get to 28 last season. Mm. So if you want to keep it there and play at least 70 or 65 games, d- durability will be key mm. for Alex because you need him playing at that tenacious level. That's what makes him good. That's what makes him valuable in the NBA. Mm-hmm. But how do you do that with the minutes that you played last season while not missing nearly as many games as you missed last season? I like the way you put that, sir. Very well done. Very well done. Goat. <laughs> I think you guys hit on the two most important ones. Oh, he needs to shoot. He needs to shoot a lot, and he needs to shoot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the wrist injury. I think his splits pre and post were like thirty five percent, and then down to thirty one after mm-hmm. he came back. Clearly, I think was hampered by that, and then sure. in the playoffs, the back injury was an issue. So that leads me to the durability factor as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the one other area that I think he could stand to improve in is, as you mentioned, Dave, with the foul trouble. Mm-hmm. The way that he plays is conducive to fouling. He is very active in passing lanes. He's very aggressive getting into guys' space. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get as many steals as he does without being really aggressive. So if there's a way to reduce his personal foul rate to, let's say last year he he fouled, two, he had averaged 2.6 fouls per game. If you could get that number down to two mm-hmm. while still keeping his steals at one and a half, 1.7 where he was last year, mm-hmm. I think that puts him in an amazing position to not only be like the most disruptive player that he can be, not only because he's creating transition points through getting steals, but he's also not allowing other teams to get to the free throw line and giving them easy points there. I think it's also keeping him out of trouble as far as putting his body on the line and getting injured. Mm. So I think the way that he plays uh, aggressively, if he can sort of strike that line between maintaining his aggressive play style without getting into foul trouble, I think that will help his durability. Mm. I think it will help the Bulls not give up easier points. I think two fouls per game would be a fantastic number for him. Wow. Incredible um film, man. seriously just to put it in context because we did mention the significant bump in minutes mm-hmm. last season for alex uh his per 36 fouls have always been floating between three and four his whole career 3.3 yep. 3.7 yeah. 3.0 3.2 and then 3.3 last season so this is asking for him to improve on that it's right. not saying keep doing what you're doing i'm right. saying be better <laughs> yeah i like that um and and to his credit that steal percentage of his was a career best 3.0 last year. Mm. So there it is. There There are the, uh, the goals that we have set for Alex Caruso this season. Uh, shout out to Colin for being super creepy and knowing exactly what mine were going to be. Shout out Colin. Uh, and big Dave, your goal for Caruso is the goal that I set for Vooch shoot 36% from downtown. (laughs) And, uh, and, and our guy will saying just, you know, be a little bit better about committing those fouls because yeah. the Bulls can't afford to have Caruso in foul trouble every other night. They can't. can't they afford that they really cannot. Can't afford that foul trouble, man. Can't afford it. Can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> um, so a, a little uh, look ahead to tomorrow. We're going to do another dive on another player. We're talking Ayo. Do we think after last night that the starting point guard job is his to lose? Mm-hmm. I know tomorrow. Tune, Tune in. in. And see. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I I didn't have a strong feelings one way or the other. We've talked about this a lot. You know, yeah. do you go Io? Do you go Caruso? The one thing I feel pretty sure of after one preseason game, if you're going to overreact to one preseason game, mm-hmm. is that you don't start Dragic. Oh. That man needed a walker out there last night. Oh, my God. Just getting the kinks out. Getting the kinks out. But, yeah, it was kind of kinky. Because, <laughs> my goodness, he was struggling out there a little yeah. bit. Yeah. He struggled, uh, man. Uh, long season, no. Long season. Long season. One uh, one quick more comment on Caruso. Charles, who says, Caruso might be trade bait if Dale and Terry develops quickly. Um, I'm going to say no. But Different different skill sets. But I do Not agree the same he's, player. he's going to make some guys expendable if he keeps playing like this. I do agree with that. That, man. He who, was, man. Whose spot does he take in that rotation if he know, plays man. that level? But he was he was doing the stuff that I talk about what I love with point guards as far as removing thinking. Like, guys were just reacting, you know what I'm saying, to what he was doing. Like, that pass he made, you know, that no-look pass that he made to Jones, that was just a reaction, you know? Mm-hmm. The pass that he gave to Tony Bradley was just Tony Bradley didn't have time to think about how to be bad. He was like, oh, the ball's in my hands. That's what I need. Okay, I'm going to make a move. Let me go up. Didn't like, have time to think about being bad. <laughs> no, he didn't have time to put it in his process. Like, I'm not good at basketball. No, uh, he said, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm good. At, I can do this right here. Yeah, he removed thinking. And, I, and that's what I love point guards to do. Uh, in the answering the question, whose minutes does he take if Billy decides he needs to get Dale and Terry in there? Don Tavies in the comments just said Kobe White laughing emoji. On that note, and any update on Kobe at, after practice today, Will? He left the game with what they call a thigh contusion. Yeah, they're still calling it a thigh contusion. Sounds like he's okay, but they they took him in for a precautionary MRI. Okay. I don't think it's going to be serious, but um, they're just taking it as cautiously as possible. You think they'll hold him out for the next preseason game? He said he wanted to go back in last night, okay. so we'll see. I mean, they're not playing for uh, they're not playing until Friday night, so he's got a couple of days off. I don't think he practiced today, so we'll see what the MRI says. But uh, TBD. All right. TBD. All right, that's it. We are out of time. We are out of here. Uh, Stay right here on the CSGO Sports YouTube channel and subscribe to it if you aren't already. We got more content coming up for you today. We got Cubs post and Sox post. Guys, they finally made it to the finish line. They finished. The finish line of the baseball season has arrived. Yes. Bless their hearts. Yes. Sox are only down nine to nothing right now. That's it? That's it. Oh, man. Come back. Nine to nothing. Cubs up three nothing on the Reds. Both games in the bottom of the second. Stay right here for yes. Cubs and Sox post games. It's almost over, y'all. Uh, and uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter, Bulls underscore Peck, Bow, BWL Sports, Won't Gottlieb, CHGO underscore Bulls. We'll be back tomorrow in these chairs, 3 o'clock Chicago time, for another fresh episode. Today, just to tell y'all. I'm very happy. Big Dave's very particular about the chairs. Very particular about today, the chairs, man. it's good news. Good tomorrow, news the someone might die. We don't know. <laughs> not a joke shout out to joey and to lawrence for running the controls today appreciate y'all joey. uh for joey lawrence wow big dave yeah the goat i'm matt appreciate you for tuning in bulls nation hit that thumbs up button we appreciate it, it helps us out a lot until tomorrow see you right be good